0: Hello, and welcome to SoberCast, where we provide AA speaker meetings and workshops in podcast format. We're an ad-free podcast, and if you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by visiting SoberCast.com, look for the donate link, and drop a dollar or two into our virtual basket. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have a great day. The format of tonight's meeting will be four
1: 13-minute speakers until approximately 8.30. The remainder of the meeting will then be open to the floor and closed at 9 o'clock. Can we please have a moment's silence to remember tradition five? Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Our first two speakers tonight will be Mike and Mike.
2: Good, good evening everyone, I'm Mike and I'm an alcoholic, I'm but anybody that's walked in here tonight that's new, I, I hope that you've seen what i seen when I first got here. I walked into this meeting, a broken man, I was absolutely desperate, I was all over the place and uh, Dave Kaye was one of the first people I met and he greeted me really nicely and I turned around and oh, I knocked that so-and-so, I who who's he think he is speaking to me like that. I was so messed up and so angry, and all the bloke was trying to do was welcome me. But I walked in, and there was a buzz, like there was tonight. I mean, I looked around tonight, and it was electric in here. And, and if you knew and walked in like I did, I just couldn't believe it. These people cannot be like me. You know, they're, they're, they're so happy. They're, they're buzzing. They're all talking to each other. There's, there's something going on here. It's just they ain't like me. I've tried everything. I walked around to, I mean, I had social workers putting me in institutions. I, I went through 11 treatment centres every single time I come out. I mean, towards the end, rather, because at the beginning, I, di- I didn't want to stop what I was doing. I wanted to uh, sort of calm it down, you know, to drink when I wanted to drink, not drink when I didn't want to drink, which was happening more and more. And... Uh, So I I walked around everywhere. I was going in and out of all these different places, bloody basket weaving and all this sort of stuff. It was art art therapy, they was calling it, you know, and I'd come out and I'd be all right while I was in there, but when I come out, my head would be all over the place. I did anger management. They had me punching these pillows and I was like a little bit of an aggressive person and it was like, punch these pillows, it'll get out of you there. That's what's wrong with you, the anger. And I'd be punching these pillows and, and I walk out of there, and the first person I see on the street, I just whack them, because I, I just had this pent-up anger inside me. It was, what the hell can I do to get out of this mess? I didn't know what was wrong with me. You know, I'd say, it was it anger issues? Was it I needed to relax more? You know, I knew I was angry, but, you know, it, it started becoming obvious it was the drink. And... uh I said, in and out of everywhere. 10 years of my life was just completely wasted, completely wasted. I walked into AA. Um, I did hear people saying to me that it will get worse, you know, unless you do something about it, it will get worse. I didn't hear them telling me anything about what I could do to stop it getting worse, you know, and, and it did come true. It got worse. I ended up living in a shed, you know, I felt comfortable there, you know, it was a cold bunker shed thing. Anyway, I I ended up down in Plymouth, and and I thought, that's it, my life is over. I mean, look at it down here, you know, they're all backwards, you're going to see people playing bloody banjos on the roof and that, you know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry to any Plymouthians, (laughs) but but that's what I thought, you know. Oh, Christ, another treatment centre. I I spent eight months in it down here, and um, I come out, and, and with that resolve again, I'm never, ever, ever Gonna drink again. I know what happens. I know what happens. I just, all I've learned, I've just got to put that into practice. I would go home and uh if I ate me dinner, I would immediately wash my plate up because they drummed it into me. You know, there's there's therapeutic duties they call it. Keep your place tidy. You, it keeps your mind tidy. I was doing all this stuff that they told me, and uh, the one thing that I didn't do was they said go along to AA and get a sponsor. And I'd heard this pretty much in, in all of these 11 treatment centres I went through. They'd lock me up in the night seven times suicide watch, 24-hour suicide watch. Even they were saying it. Go along to AA, because if you don't, then the best that's going to happen for you is you're going to end up back here somewhere. If not... You know, you, you could end up dead, Mike. know, oh, that's a bit drastic. But, say so it was getting to that point where I was a suicidal mess. You know, I couldn't see that. I'm going to die, you know. But I'm, I'm attempting suicide every five minutes and being locked up for it. But anyway, I said, so I come down here. And it. it it's, oh, and I, anyway, I come out of this treatment centre with this big resolve. And, and I think it was three days, something like that. I oh, know, it wasn't very long. And I was drunk again, you know, and... Uh, And I was in my flat, and I was on my knees, I was smashing my head on the floor, trying to stop all these thoughts going round in my head. I wanted to go up the shop and get some food, but by then I knew what I was like. The moment I'd go for food, the moment I walked into that shop, it would seem like a different head would be put on me. And it would just go, vodka! And I'd be off and run into the fight, and I'd be gone again. So I was there starving, absolutely starving. And the guy turned up at my place. He's knocking on the door. And I'm looking out at the drawn curtain windows, and I think, I don't want to see anybody. Uh, I, I've got, like, this contradictory head. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to see someone, I'm desperate, but I don't want to let him in and see me like this. It, it, oh, it's, oh, it's a nightmare. But I opened the door to him, this kid, he, I was in, in treatment with him and he was he was as mad as I was. You know, this guy was crazy. But he sat in front of me and um there, there's we we've got a book, Alcoholics Anonymous. Anybody that's new, get this book Alcoholics Anonymous and have a read of it. You know, I, I read this book and, and the story in there was exactly the same as mine. Here was this guy who'd been in just as many treatment centres as me or more. They had him up on a window ledge pretending to be a mouse. I don't know what that was all about. All these sort of things, you know. But this guy, he sat in front of me and there was something different about him. He had this gleam in his eyes. He was excited and uh, was talking. I wanted to punch him, you know. that? that, that it, it, I dare you come right here being this happy when I'm feeling like this. But he sat there i said well what have you done and he said well i've gone to the meetings and i've started working the 12-step program now i'd heard this over 10 years you know it just kept getting drummed into me drummed into me, drummed into me. and uh, you know i say i come along i'd sit down it ain't for me god rubbish yeah you know, all this business you ain't like me but this guy i knew i knew him i'd spent eight months with him and he sat there and he said i oh, you know I've started working. he said i'm only on step four Oh Jesus! You know this guy. You know he's only on step four, and there's there's no denying. There is absolutely no denying the change in this guy. So I went ahead, and uh, he said, "Come along to the meeting." And and say I was a bit of a suicide nut, so I did this toss a coin. You know, kill myself or go to a meeting. You know, so come up, Eds, go to the meeting. Oh, right, okay, best of three. I just did not want to be here, you know. <laughs> Su- well, suicide seemed a better option. Coming in here, sitting down with a load of bunch of drunks in a, in a church hall, you know, listen to their drunks. So i got my own drunk stories. I just didn't understand what this was all about, you know. But I came along, you know, this this guy had it. He had something. So I came along, I sat there, my app was telling me to leave the meeting. I sat there on my hands because I was shaking so much and sweating and... Uh, I heard this guy here, John. He, he 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 just shared something about this compulsion. You know, he was saying something about you know it took over, and whether he wanted to drink or not, bang, he's drunk. And my ears pricked up. Uh, that guy, that guy has got something the same as me. I that I can understand that. He's he's talking about something I can understand. That happens to me, and I don't know why. And then they started saying that there was a way out. You know, the reason that they're buzzing and they're happy and they're excited to be here, you know, and, and group events, if somebody, you know, organises a group event, we'd see the whole group go. You know, they, they, it was buzzing, it was electric, and I just could not deny it. Here it was in front of my face, not just this one lad, but a whole bunch of drunks, you know, excited. And they were saying to me, all you need to do is work that 12-step programme with a sponsor. And I thought you're talking rubbish. None of that applies to me. It don't really talk about drink and stuff. You know, there is, what the hell? I don't believe in God. You know, what what what's going to happen with me? What do I do? Anyway, I grabbed one of these sponsors, and he was a bit sort of short. You know, I wanted to tell him my story. and He said, "I'm not interested." I thought, "Well, how are you going to help me if you're not interested in my story?" It what he was interested in is, do I want to recover? Do I want what you people were showing on that night? The excitement, the buzzing, the, the, the ability to lose that, that compulsion to drink, you know, and have a happy, productive life. And, and I, I I wanted it. I wanted it. And I got this sponsor and I say, and he, and he took the mickey out of me. He gave me some suggestions to do, (laughs) right? Write in a gratitude list. Well, what the hell do I have to be grateful about? But, you know, he pointed a few things out. I wasn't grateful for him, but I did it anyway. I wrote it down. He told me to pray. I asked him, what do I pray to? I've got no idea, no concept of any God. What do I do? And uh, he said, pray to the back of your eyelids for all I care. I've got enough faith for both of us. I thought, well, I can do that. You know, I can pray to the back of my eyelids. That's not a problem. You know, and, and it was simple things like, you know, <laughs> if something upsets you, he said, pray for their health and happiness. And my response was, "I'll take a sander to the bottom of the soles of their feet." And off. Oh, yeah, I was so angry. But, but he said, "Why not try it my way, Mike? Just why not try it my way?" And uh, I mean, this group's 21 years old. I think it was Wednesday. The it was the eighth, anyway. 21 years old. I came in here. If, if 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 you're a drunk like me, I mean, I was bouncing around, thinking nothing. There is absolutely no, the amount of things that I've tried. There is nothing that is going to help me. You people cannot be like me because I cannot get what you've got. I know it. I know it. I've tried. I've been sober before, and it's worse being sober than it is being drunk. And so I did these things, and miraculously, what John said happened to me: is this compulsion to have a drink was removed. You know, and and anyone knew. I couldn't stay sober for more than three days on my own. I'd come out of treatment centers and bang, I'd be back on it again. i come in here when this meeting has just turned four. In a, in a couple of weeks, 23rd of this month, I'll be 17 years sober. Now, that's not to brag. That's to let new people know. This has got depth and weight. I, I never thought this could happen for somebody like me. Depth and weight, 17 years. And I've had a tremendous life. You know, it's been absolutely excellent. I've had my ups and downs, but with this program, it's, it's been able to keep me on track. It's made, been able to keep me happy. You know, all the promises that the, these people were giving me, you know, you, yeah. a new world will come into view. Oh my God, the new, I, everyone was against me. You know, it felt like the whole world was against me. You know, this new world has come into view where, you know, I, I even liked most of the people in here now. You know, yeah. when, 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 can't stand Joe. But, thank you. But, yeah, I mean, it, tremendous things have happened. You know, you say, I've had me up and down, but I was also told that, you know, we'll, we'll have our low spots. But even with the low spots, what I've been shown... I can turn that around very, very quickly and become happy within an hour. You know, someone pees me off or something. I'd have been, I'd have been moody about that for years. You know, I would have added bits onto the story so that you would hate him as well. You know, it was was awful the way my head worked. It was just constant thoughts going around. I lied to that person. I've got to do this and I stole off. All that is gone. You know, I live a happy, happy life. I was going to say productive then, but I'm a spazzo. I just, I, I'm i retired. <laughs> it's, it's lovely, early retirement. But, um, you know, I've had a great week this week, and if it keeps going. I'm going to be able to get out downtown and work with some newcomers. You know, it, that, that's the best thing for me, you know, working with newcomers. If you're new, I promise you, you know, whatever you're thinking, I can tell you now, you are wrong. Whatever you're thinking, you are wrong. I come in here with all sorts of thoughts, and they just got wiped away from my, with my sponsor's guidance. i phone him up, and I'd say, look, this is going on. He'd say this, come on in, welcome. Come in, take a seat. Lovely to see you. The more the merrier. But we have got an electric meeting here. We, we really have. I mean, we have got pockets of people that, that go off and do stuff. You know, that, that That's fantastic. I would like to see us get back to doing things more as a group. You know, when we organize these things, instead of like half ah, of the people going, you know, I oh, can't be bothered, you know, coronation streets on the night, you know, this, this, this meeting, it's, it's still one of the best in the country, one of the best in the country. I would still like to get it back that, that fire that I got when I come in here. I'd love to see that going on. People. I mean, we had to put our hands up to share because people were so excited to share. My name is Simon. Look, I've got this thing. You must have it. You must have it. Stay around. Stay around. Wait for the miracle to happen. You know, we've, we've got our hands right. And I'd love to see that tonight. Get this group back on fire. Let's get them newcomers in here. And, and that's what's going to keep the newcomers in. Making this place attractive. None of this crap that went on the other night. It's making this place attractive. That is what is going to get newcomers going. Uh, we are an attractive meeting, but we can always, uh, you know, work on that. It's a, a real, real privilege for me to be able to stand up tonight in my home group and, and share on its 21st birthday. And uh, thank you for the founders for starting this. You, you know, you and AA have saved my life, and I really hope that if you're new, you can come in and grab hold of this and uh, join us. Thank you.
0: That's it, Jamie. I was hoping for a bit of a faster clap than that tonight, actually. But uh my name's Michael, I'm an old colleague. <laughs> welcome to the Rotary Recovery Group Plymouth. No one likes us, but we don't care. Um we <laughs> don't We don't like them. Either, Mike. Uh, we don't them no, that's it. we don't like them anyway. But um yeah, I was talking to a few people outside and um before coming here, before coming here. I literally, I, I probably had one, one ambition and that was to be on crime watch. And, um, I never, never made it. You know, I always got caught and, um, that was the story of my life. You know what I mean? My best laid plans always just never came through. You know what I mean? And drinking, I was the same as everybody else. I drank. It was consequences and prison sentences and, I started seeing people to like try and stop stop my drinking, doctors, counsellors and things like that, and nothing was working. And my drinking was seeming to get worse and worse and worse. And it talks about the ADS four horsemen, that terror, frustration, bewilderment, despair, you know what I mean, not knowing where to turn next, not knowing where to go and and it was a dark place to be in, you know what I mean? I literally resigned myself to the fact that this is a card that I've been dealt with in life. Um, and I may as well just carry on drinking until I die. But it was taking bloody ages, you know what I mean? And each day, it was just, I mean, it was on, on me every day. And me and me mates, all my mates was the same, you know what I mean? We, none of them had jobs. We would used to go around each other's flats. And we all all we always used to say that if you're going to go into a treatment center make sure it's the last thing that you try, because after that, there's there's nothing else. You know what I mean, I've done the doctors, counselors, um, psychiatrists, and courses in prison, and probation, and things like that. So I always, it come to a point where I thought, well, I'm going to play this last card, I want to stop drinking, and I'll used to take other things as well, and that's just like my story. And um I'm gonna go in. So I, I, I see me uh like drug and alcohol counsellor. I wanna go into this uh treatment centre. So she sorted it out. They phoned me up, they said, Can you come in November the seventeenth? I said, Nah, that's my birthday. I'm out on the piss that day. I'll come in November the eighteenth. They said, well, it's not the right attitude to have, is it? I said, well, <laughs> it's the way it is, but I guarantee you I'll be there on the 18th. And um people say you know, I can remember my last drink. My last drink was on my birthday, the day before going in. I went out with my sister, you know what I mean. And it went well. You know what I mean? It went well. N- no consequences. No fights, no arguments. But by that time, I knew by past experience, you know what I mean? You get brief moments of sobriety, but any, over any period of time, the shit will always hit the fan. And what I was dealing with over any period of time gets worse and worse and worse. You may have nights, days like that, you know what I mean? Where, lo- lovely time, but over any period of time... It, You know what I mean? It causes more harm and go. And I went in there and, um, first thing they done was, uh, they got me to do a life story. And I remember looking around a bit like here, really. I thought, I ain't telling all these people my life story. I told them I was in the Falklands War. And um I seen, seen my comrades blew up next to me. I was ten years old when the Falklands War like kicked off. And um they gave me a medal at the end of it. I said I'll put that with me, Victoria Cross, that I got from the Falklands. And when I got to when I got to the Grizzly bits, I was assigned someone called a buddy. And uh, when I got to like the grizzly bits of my life story where like I seen people die in the trenches and all that he would start rubbing me back because he could <laughs> see I was getting upset. And he was like... And
1: uh,
0: about three, four days after that, needless to say, they kicked me out. You know what I mean? And uh, that was the only thing that they showed me in in uh, treatment, and that was the exit. And um, the counsellor there, I'll be eternally grateful for, and God bless him, he, he's dead now. But he said... Um, I remember crying to him like a little baby. It was like a death sentence was passed on me. This was my last thing that I could try. You know what I mean? What else can I do? This is me. I'm going back to that life. I'm going to die. And I remember crying to him like you know, this big hard man. I remember crying to him like a little baby. You know what I mean? Please let me stay. Please. I just blah blah blah. He said, "We can't have you in here because of things that are done in there." He said, all I can do for you is phone this man. And that man was Wayne. And he said, Go to the meetings that this man goes to. And that was to Recovery Plymouth. That was twenty sixth of November nineteen ninety seven. And um I'll come out. There's a couple of meetings I had to go to before a Friday night meeting. I remember coming here, you know what I mean, and you people, this is the first time I heard people talking about sponsors in, in that brief spell and treat. I've never, never come into meetings or anything. And I thought sponsors, I thought they paid you money every day you were sober or something. You know what I mean? And you may have to like wear their company logo and, and I arrived in here and, um, there was nothing like that. These people, you know what I mean? They talk my language. These people being to the places where I've been and I could match my mental inconsistencies around drink with theirs. And, um, let's say they taught my language that they were like me. And for the first time in my life, I realized I'm not special and different. My case isn't different. I'm, I'm like one, I'm like these people, you know. And if I do the same things as what these people have done, I'll, I should get the same results. You know what I mean? It don't say in the big book, you know, this will work for everybody except for Mike Dawson or Plymouth. You know what I mean? It, 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 it worked for everybody. And, um, And that's what I've done, you know what I mean? My dear old mum, God bless her, you know what I mean? I just got chucked out again, and she's like in bed. And I come to my meeting, I went home to her, it's all like I struck gold. And she didn't share in in my enthusiasm about the meetings at that time. She just thought it was another, you know what I mean, going to be another failed attempt. And uh, I started to step, i got Wayne as my sponsor, who I'm eternally grateful for. And, um, three months, six months, a year, you know what I mean? My family was like, it's a miracle. Some, you know what I mean? So to be pulled back from the gates of insanity and death, you know what I mean? Prisons, institutions, unemployment, um, sickness, d- disability allowance, you know, all to be pulled back from, from that with that crazy thinking of just wanting to be Basically, I, I, a gangster, you know what I mean? That's what I, I always had dreams of being, you know what I mean? I'd be sat in me bed set with me hulky missus, dreaming of the day where I'm going to have this mansion, fleet of cars on the drive, page three girls on me arm, and I'd be in a shitty little bed set up Denport with me hulky missus, cockroaches running across the floor, You know what I mean? Deluded, totally deluded. And to be pulled back with that mode of thinking and that attitude upon life and that, you know what I mean? No purpose, no direction. To be pulled back, pulled out of that, and then all of a sudden, by going through the steps with a sponsor, have this transformation in my thought, my attitude. I remember when I asked... I track treated the steps like like work. I wasn't working when I when I come into recovery. I never had a job. And so I'd wake up, step four, I'd just spend like most of the day on it, doing it. And the next day I'd do it. I thought people used to say to me, if you mean if you mean business, you only have to do this once because I wasn't sleeping, I was withdrawing, because I didn't do the detox in the treatment. And uh but I was doing a suggest. I was feeling on top of the world. You know what I mean? I was feeling on top of the world. And two of my main fears were not sleeping and running out of drink. And I never had any of them for about the first three, four weeks of, of, reco- of, of early days of recovery. And I was doing these suggestions and I was feeling on top of the world. You know what I mean? He started me on the steps, cracked them out, got to step nine. And then I thought he punished me. He told me to get a job. I was gutted. All, all me NA, all, all me uh, like mates that was going to these other meetings, they was going coffee shops every day. You know what I mean? Some of them was like 10 years sober. You know what I mean? And they was like, they didn't have to work. <laughs> and they was going coffee every day. What a life. What a life. And then Wayne tells me, get a job. I've never worked in my life, mate. You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, he was bloody dead serious as well. The next thing I know, I'm working. You know what I mean? I'm working. And um, since that, that, I've always been in employment. I went back to college i done a plumbing course and got all my gas things and, you know what I mean, set up a business. I remember being sat in my prison cell, you know what I mean? No one get, getting out with me discharge grant, going back to my mum's house. And my worldly belongings belonged in two <laughs> HMP Exeter bags, you know what I mean? And to come out and get rehabilitated like that and be transformed from that life of crime and madness to a life like normal people. I remember early days when I was working. I'd, I'd see uh, I'd seen somebody in a cafe, another worker. He's gone, hello, Mike, and uh, how are you? And I thought, hey, bloody hell, how are you? And then I thought, use your program, be assertive, ask him. Yeah, 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 all right, mate. Where do I know you from again? I lived next door here for six years. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I thought he was a dodgy because I'd never see him. He would go out first thing in the morning and he'd come back late. And I think he's up to no good, that boy. <laughs> Nobody ever sees him. I didn't realize he had a like nine to five job. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> and, um, so back in, you know what I mean? I'm in employment. I, was, you know, I got married in recovery. I had a couple of little girls in recovery, set up businesses, things that, I never thought I would do. You know what I mean? And I have that peace and serenity, that same way of thinking. Most of the times, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? And I don't proclaim to be. I, I have a laugh. You know what I mean? I'm a bit of a joker. I haven't lost. I haven't lost my character or a personality by coming here. You know what I mean? It's, uh, if a newcomer could see no joy in what we do he wouldn't want what we got or she wouldn't want what we got. And we absolutely insist on enjoying ourselves. You know what I mean? And like what Mike said, you know what I mean? To get back to get them meeting where it's electric, you know, everybody, not that like glum, like monotone, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the program to like say these things mean it, you know what I mean? Gratitude is in what we share and in what we do in in AA, you know what I mean? Let's give it some you know what I mean I, I remember we was proper like, proper like road to recovery hardcore hardcore well, vigilantes really going around to other meetings going around to other meetings like this is how it's done you know what I mean and people sharing now nah, you don't as long as you've got steps 1 in 12 that's all that matters you don't need it's a suggested program you don't have to do anything yeah you do <laughs> He's been caught in the big butt, giving it to him. I was having people asking me to sponsor him after three months of being in this meeting. And that's when I realized that counselor that sent me here, and I thought, why has he sent me to this meeting for? It was then I realized, you know what I mean? He sent me to somewhere special that if I meant business, then I would get recovery at this group because this group was bang on. It was full of winners and people that didn't want to do these things. They won't last long here. Yeah, you know what I mean? In touch wood, November twenty-sixth this year, it'd be eighteen years. You know what I mean? And what a thing! What a thing! This, this—I can see you pressing that. The, the lighting working, so what? I just keep sharing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, nah, mate. Sorry. So anyway, <laughs> you got me for another hour. <laughs> Our best our stop best there. I can see him frantically pushing that button, but honestly, that, that light is not working. So it's been a privilege to have been asked to sh- uh, share tonight and uh, welcome to any newcomers and visitors. And uh, thanks a lot.
1: Thank you to our first two speakers. I'd now like to introduce tonight's final speakers, Dave and Andy. I'm
3: David, I'm an alcoholic. Thanks for uh, the two previous speakers, Mike and Mike. And um, if you're new here tonight, welcome to Rose Recovery. It's our 21st birthday. you know, this is the best group in the world for me, you know, I was um, a hopeless alcoholic, do you know what I mean, before I came here, Um, I was the same as Mike and and Mike, really, I was in treatment centres trying to get better, Um, you know, I didn't really, you know, know what I wanted, but that's where I was sent, and um, I remember being in them places and, and just suffering, you know what I mean, talking about my emotions, my feelings, and, Take the alcohol, away, alcohol out of me, you know, I start to feel worse, you know what I mean? And after a period of time of being in now, I just felt like I was suffering. And, um, but you know, the best thing they sent to me was to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. We had to go to meetings as part of our, um, you know, house expectations, you know what I mean? And I started coming to meetings. And for me, I, I just, I just knew inside that was, I wasn't, you know, there was something wrong, you know what I mean? I, I was crushed by this self imposed crisis, you know what I mean? It talks in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, Losing the power of choice, you know what I mean? And for years, I, I I actually thought I knew what I was doing. You know, I was going there drinking. I thought I was having fun. Um, but the time when I really tried to stop, you know, I, I weren't really cut out for that life either. I remember being around a a group of people, and um, you know, they were dangerous um, people. And I remember used to go around to this squat because there was alcohol and other substances there. And I remember I used to see this guy every time, and he wanted to stab me. Do you know what I mean? It's like. But I'd be in there because there would be alcohol in there. Do you know what I mean? And I, I never knew, you know, what was good for me. So when I came into Alcoholics Anonymous, it was the year that we, this group started. On the, I was, you know, my, my sobriety date is the 1st of November 1994. And I remember just coming to AA. And I remember being in Alcoholics Anonymous for a while and hearing about this meeting. You know what I mean? And I heard some bad press about this meeting. And, you know, I'd like to thank Wayne for being my sponsor. I remember hearing Wayne share at this this meeting that I used to go to. And I was just sitting there. And I'd been in Alcoholics Anonymous for you know, you know, it was at least a couple of years. You know what I mean? And I remember just feeling like I were not getting what was on offer. Do you know what I mean? I was just sitting there. And you know, I know today that people can't transmit something they haven't got. You know what I mean? I had a sponsor um, who who clearly didn't know what he's you know, he didn't have this this big book as how, how Wayne had it. And um, I remember just hearing his share. And um, you know, it was something about him. Do you know what I mean? There was you know, he had a spark in his eye. You know, and it just it was attractive recovery. And I remember just coming along to this meeting, and, I, I, you know, for me, my my story's slightly different. I started off in in another fellowship, do you know what I mean? But I started coming to alcoholics anonymous and I remember meeting people like John Wayne, Alexis, and hearing them share, and I remember thinking, I identified more with these guys than I did with the guys I was hanging around with, do you know what I mean? It, was, it wasn't about the drinking, it was about the thinking, how I felt about things, and, you know, I mean, I grew up... Um, well, I didn't really grow up, but I, I kind of lived in a place um, called Brixton in South London, and my mum, mum and dad were, you know, good, good people. Do you know what I mean? You know, they tried to do the right thing with me, and I was the kind of person that hated being told what to do. Do you know what I mean? I'd go to school, I'd argue the toss with my teachers. You know, it seemed to be, you know, I tried to do the right thing, but you know, it seemed too boring. Do you know what I mean? So, I, you know, the teacher would go out of the classroom. I remember just rifling through a handbag to take her money out of her purse, you know, I'd go out of school, I'd go shoplifting. Um, and it just seemed like I wanted to do do bad things, you know what I mean? And the people I was attracted to were people like that. And um, I remember my, my teacher saying to me, he said, you know, you're not going to go anywhere in life, you know what I mean, you've got a bad attitude. And I said, yeah, that's brilliant. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted, you know what I mean? I wanted to be that sort of person, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I, I, I went off the path from an early age. So when I came into on Anonymous, you know, I, I'd spent all them years making the same mistakes over and over again, and, you know, something was crushed inside of me, and, you know, you know, the war was over, basically, I'm, I'm a defeated alcoholic, do you know what I mean, and, you know, if you're new here tonight, you don't have to fight on forever, do you know what I mean, you know, there's people here tonight prepared to help you, I mean, there's a great solution, and that's what I found when I came to this meeting, um, and, you know, I, I remember, remember going around to my sponsor's house, and I remember, him saying to me, you know, we're going to do step three tonight, you know, he's going to take me through the, you know, through the steps. And I remember just getting down, um, saying a simple prayer, and just thinking that, that this is it, you know, I can I can start to change, hopefully. Do you know what I mean? And from that point onwards, you know, I just threw myself into the steps, and, you know, it's been probably the most easiest thing I've ever done, and sometimes the hardest thing I've done as well. And I started to change, you know, despite myself. You know, for for years and years, I was just like, I was so jealous and envious, you know what I mean? Someone was doing well in their life, I'd pray for their downfall. Someone had a nice girlfriend, I wish they broke up, do you know what I mean? You know, I, ne- I was never satisfied with what I had, do you know what I mean? I was always like wanting to be someone else, doing something else, you know. My mind used to just just raced uncontrollably, and I, you know, I just, like my old man used to say to me, he said, You're not the full shilling, do you know what I mean? I'm not wired up properly. And that's the truth, do you know what I mean? I was just, you know, always, (coughs) if people were walking up the escalators in London, I was walking down it. I was running up the wrong way, I was, you know, I was never doing, it seemed like I was never doing anything right, do you know what I mean? And I came here, and it's just like I met my people, do you know what I mean? It's like the people I'd, I'd, you know, like I've heard people share before, it's like I'd never had the rule book for life, and I came here and I was shown how to live, you know, and it's, you know... You know what an amazing thing you know to come to Alcoholics Anonymous and have to have a new new chance at life. How many times you know what I mean you've people you know if people had cancer you know and they're at there for a hospital and you said to them okay you know you're dying but if you come to like three or four meetings a week and you work the steps you know your life will change. There will be consequences. You'll start to feel better. What do you think they would do? And you know the newcomer comes in here and you know I can understand that because I was a bit like you know is this really going to work? What am I getting myself into? But when, you, when you're beaten that way, you know, I had no opportunity, you know, I had no chance and I just knew that I was going to drink again, you know what I mean, and it would be a period of time and I just threw myself into this program and I've lived the best 20 years of my life, you know what I mean, you know, I've had you know, I'll, I've had no regrets, you know what I mean, I've, since I've taken them steps, you know, I've been, and it's a lot to do with this meeting, which you know what I mean, and that we're so lucky and fortunate to have, you know, the Rose Recovery meeting, you know what I mean, because this has just kept me disciplined and structured, well I wouldn't be. Do you know I'm mean? a person that just wanders off quite easily, gets easily distracted like I've had might say before, and I'll I'll just do what I want to do, do you know? What I mean? And as a result of doing this, I've been able to live a really, really good life and, you know, it's not always you know, it's not always been easy. You know, there's been you know, there's been times where, you know, I've had dark times, I've come to meetings, I've been ill, um, and i have just you know, I spoke to my sponsor. I mean, even one time I said to him, I think I'm dying, do you know what I mean? Which was quite drastic, but you know, that's how I felt, do you know what I mean? And I remember just, he said, just keep doing what you're doing. And I remember I used to go to bed with my big book, you know, just doing my suggestions. And it's just like the light come back on again, do you know what I mean? It was like, you know, it's always the darkest before the dawn. And, you know, I felt this, this life come back into me again and, and this recovery, you know, and that's what's on offer. It's the, it's the most equal opportunities place in the world. We don't care where you've come from, what you've done. Um, Everyone can recover. This is all-inclusive to everyone, if you mean business, you know what I mean? Um, it's not difficult, you know what I mean? It's like people make it difficult. The only person that's getting in the way is ourselves, you know what I mean? I know today I'm my worst enemy, do you know what I mean? Um, but I know what works, you know what I mean? I know this has worked, and I know the best years of my life lie ahead. You know, I've got an amazing um, perception on life today, do you know what I mean? I was a person that was just overcome with problems all the time, do you know what I mean? And alcohol, I just seem to be you see, I used to just medicate myself for alcohol because it made me, like, deal with people. Do you know what I mean? Because I was always thinking people were trying to wind me up, they're trying to get to me. My bosses were always being cruel to me. Um, but when I'd done my step four, I, I look back and see the, the way my attitude around people. I used to steal off my employers, you know, to, you know, I'd never turn up. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a great life on offer. You've got nothing to worry about, you know what I mean? It's, you know, for me, it's been... Um, the most amazing, amazing thing I've ever done, do you know what I mean? It's been a life-changing experience, do you know what I mean? Um, and I've grown up in alcoholics anonymous, you know, I was a person, you know, I love what Clancy shares about having, you know, most people, they, they kind of grow up, they, they go through breakups in relationships, they have disappointments in life, and they become mature people, and they learn to deal with stuff, do you know what I mean? And as alcoholics, I kind of missed out on that that sort of uh, part of life, do you know what I mean? Which is very important. Um, I just drunk myself silly, do you know what I mean? Any, any problem I had, I just drunk it away. And I've learned, coming here, how to grow up and deal with problems, do you know what I mean? And I remember um, when I first came here, um, all I wanted was a girlfriend, do you know what I mean? So I prayed for one, and you've got to be careful what you pray for, because i got one. <laughs> um, and then I got married, do you know what I mean? And then, you know, I, I thought I had a life, you know, I thought that was me, I'm sorted now, you know, I'm, I'm married, you know, and I've got a house and things like that. And then that just went completely wrong, do you know what I mean? And, I remember just talking to my sponsor. I remember even thinking about leaving this meeting at the time. I tried to leave this group. Um, I was um, on the run for two days, um, held up in my flat <laughs> with the phone ringing. Um, and I just realized that I couldn't even run away if I wanted to. Do you know what I mean? You know, and that's the way I sort of see it. I come back to this meeting and my sponsor said, just communicate with me. You know, you, know, don't, you don't have to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Who told you that? It's that perception I put in my own mind that I had to be a certain way. And that was a learning curve for me. I remember sitting there on my eighth birthday with my sponsor doing a share and thinking, I'm back home. Do you know what I mean? And I remember him saying to me, he said, you know, things will get different for you. Do you know what I mean? The next person you'll meet will be, you know, it'll be different. And I've been with with my partner, Leah, now for nine years. And it is, even though I've got a family and it's busy and it is hard, it's an amazing life. Do you know what I mean? You know, I've been able to live another life and as well. Do you know what I mean? Another opportunity. And, you know, you so, you know, no one has to, you know, if you're new here tonight or you've been around a while and you're not feeling part of this group or you're feeling not part of our place this, this works all the time, through dark times, through good times. It just keeps on working, do you know what I mean? And I know as, as a group, you know, that, that saying, what Wayne put up there, and that's, that's someone with vision he's saying, you know, that um, the first date of this group and then the question mark at the end when it says that our great blessings never spoil us, do you know what I mean? Because alcoholics, we get spoiled sometimes, do you know what I mean? That's why I keep coming back here and keeping it as simple as possible because I know the stuff I've got in my life today, all the opportunities I've had, haven't just come because I'm clever or I've just shook this stuff off. You know what I mean, it's because I've come back here week in, week out, trying to do the right thing, even you know, even when I'm not feeling part of it. Sometimes I just keep coming back because I know it works. Um, is that a red light? Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, happy birthday, Rose, recovery. I know you know the best years of our life lie ahead. Do you know what I mean? And that's, what, that's what's on offer here tonight. You know, this anyone can get this. You know, and you know I've seen people come here over the years. You know, and and start working the steps, starting to get that light back in their life. Do you know what I mean? In, in their eyes, and they just leave. And I'm thinking, you're leaving before it even gets better. This is just the first stage of it. This is just for starters, Do you know what I mean? Wait till you do the rest of the steps. Wait till wait till you're around a few years. Do you know what I mean? And when you start to get these principles in your life and you start to practice them how better you're going to feel about things and how, how things are going to change, you know what I mean? That's, that's what's on offer. It's the most amazing life um, that you can ever ever get, you know what I mean? For people like us that have been on our backsides, you know, been on, in that way of life, to come from that lifestyle to, to, to live how we live today, you know. And, um, you know, I've been to make amends to my family, you know, was with my mum today, um, lost my father four months ago. But I've been, been there for my mum. Do you know what I mean? You know, I've, I've tried to be a good son, you know, when I wasn't. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't fear death today. You know what I mean? Even that was a spiritual thing to, to bury my dad and say goodbye to him. Do you know what I mean? You know, that was quite grown up for a person like me. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, that's, that's what's on offer. I don't, I don't sit on the sidelines watching everyone getting involved thinking, when is it going to happen to me? You know, it can happen tonight. You know, that's what's on, on offer here tonight. And I, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: My name's Andy. I'm an alcoholic. Hello. (laughs) Happy birthday to the Road to Recovery Group. 21 years, you know, and, um, I mean, I have to say thank you to the founders of the Road to Recovery Group, you know, and the old timers, um, who kept doing it and have kept doing it the Big Book way, you know, with conviction, you know, and, uh, spoke up over the years, you know, since I've been here. I mean, I shuffled in through the doors um, in 1996, you know, and um, I have to thank them, you know, for that, you know, for their belief, for their conviction and doing it the AA way. And um, the group not turning into something that Mike talked about was where But only suggested that you do that, you know, and um, it doesn't work, you know. I mean, and that's the sort of thing... An alcoholic like me will do, without guidance and direction, and um, following the example of people who know better than me, that is the sort of thing that I would have said, and I still would, you know, I would find the loophole, I would find the way out, you know, and um, I would say, oh, it's only suggested that you do that, you know, and that's that's what I would do, um, so I am grateful the old timers, you know, and uh, even when, um, you know, and my thinking, lots of times, you know, my thinking over the years, you know I mean? I, like I said, I mean, I've been in 1996, 19 years this year on the 24th of September, you know, absolute um, amazing, amazing, you know, and um, I just love being part of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and I hope that if you knew. new, um, that's what we want you to feel. You know, that's what we want you to feel. There is a solution. There is a way out. Um, and, you know, when I arrived here uh, and I got a copy of the basic text, and I mean, I've heard my sponsor say this quote many times, um, the, um, the family afterwards, that alcohol is just one step away um, from a highly strained mental condition, you know, and uh, that's that that suited me fine. I thought, that's me, that's me, you know, and because um, I always knew, I mean, I didn't think it was alcohol, but I always knew that there was something wrong, you know, I just, just knew that I just was so uh, so unhappy or I was angry, you know, I was uh, smiled very little, you know, and uh, when I had that taste of alcohol without going into all of that, too much of that, um, I just thought that's it for me, you know, I love that, I love that effect of alcohol. Oh, I love feeling like this. You know, and um, as soon as I had that alcohol in me, I mean you were you're were my best friend. Hi oh, hey, mate, yeah, right. And um yeah, brilliant, you know, and I just loved it. I loved the effect of that alcohol, you know. I mean I could um um and I was a fighter as well when I had drink in me as well, you know. Yeah, I'll sort them out. Yeah. And, um, I've been, I've been knocking on people's door at two, three in the morning and say, like, I want to work with you. You know, I mean, that's what I was like. It was just a pain in the ass, you know, and, um, and didn't get any better. You know, it didn't get any better. And, um, but for me, when I arrived here, the road to recovery, I mean, that's what it has been. It has been the road to recovery. You know, I have recovered. I found a way out. You know, I, um, you know, I sponsor people today and, you know, when I, sometimes responses that will share something with me that they're really kind of like struggling with, I'm so grateful to be able to offer my experience around that and be able to say to them, I used to feel like that, but I don't anymore. You know, but if you do this, you don't, you don't have to feel like that. You know, it will get better. It will get better. You know, and, um, you know, and uh, as David said, you know, like the, when you see people, um, and they come in and, uh, it's like, and you see them disappear, you know, you seem sort of like drifting away. And I really, it's just, it's what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, I mean, this is it, you know, and, um, I mean, I was told from very early on, uh, to get involved, you know, to get involved because, um, the road recovery group is so much more than the road recovery group. There's a lot that goes on outside of the group. There's a, um, the way I feel about the group, about my recovery, about Alcoholics Anonymous enables me to, to function elsewhere, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, I, I could be something going on in work, which quite often there is where I work, I mean, I I work, um, in mental health you know and sometimes it can be extremely challenging you know but um i'll have that quiet time i use the tools of the program i will pray or take inventory um and i will look forward to getting to my home group you know i will look forward to getting to my home group um and i will look forward to that quiet time and reading my big book you know and um taking my inventory and seeing what i've fool I am sometimes looking at that um, the gratitude list as well um, and I've been able to maintain that gratitude as well you know over the years you know no matter what I'd be able to maintain that gratitude uh, for Alcoholics Anonymous you know because when I arrived here that I didn't have um, I didn't have well perhaps if I go and speak to so and so that might sort it out or perhaps if I do that that might sort me out. I, I, there was nothing, you know. There was absolutely nothing. Um, you know, talking to doctors, talking to counsellors, um, it, it just didn't do it for me. It just didn't do it for me. But when, when I arrived here, um, you know, and uh, it, it was just incredible. It was absolutely incredible. You know, I will never forget my first meeting. It was just what I heard in that meeting. What I heard you say. I, I just, I was just blown away. I couldn't believe that you had felt as I did then, but you didn't feel like that now. You had done the things I'd done. You'd thought the way I'd thought. Um, I heard my sponsor share. Um, and I just thought, you know, th- th- this is amazing. What Whatever's here is, is incredible. Do you know what I mean? It really is amazing. And I did go home, and I did say to my family, I'm an alcoholic. That's what's wrong. I know what's wrong. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, you know. Um and, yeah, you know, thought I was nuts, you know, they did anyway, but, um, I, I came back, you know, I came back. You know, I knew when the next meeting was going to be. I knew that somebody in the meeting was going to give me a lift there, that I was going to get there. Um, but if you're new, I really hope that you do feel like that. I hope that you feel like that. You know, we really want you to feel like that. Um, and I and I got on with things, you know. I got on with things when I got a sponsor, you know. When I got a sponsor, I heard this man share. I thought, I'm going to ask him to sponsor me, you know. And um, it took me a while. I was just got kind of weeks of thinking about it. And people would say to me, Andy, have you got a sponsor? Have you got a sponsor? I you're going to ask me again. But I just, I asked this man to sponsor me, and I asked him to sponsor me. And, um, you know, he, I didn't think that he looked grateful enough that I'd asked him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> did i really did you know i mean there was nothing on me <laughs> but uh he did and he got me doing things and uh taking the actions and alcoholics Anonymous, us you know when he said be around my house at three i was there at three when he said come uh phone me at two i phoned at two and i just did it you know and um and i have still got that around my sponsor you know that uh that healthy respect, you know, I really have got that around my sponsor and I've got it around my sponsor's sponsor as well. I mean, um I did with David B and I did, and I do also with Clancy as well, you know, I mean, when I first met um Clancy, I I, I kind of like, I mean, Clancy could probably do it better than me, but I kind of was just shuffled up to him like that, you know, and I, it's because, you know, it's my sponsor's sponsor, do you know what I mean? And um I went to shake his hand like that and I accidentally grabbed his finger, and he went, "Don't be a finger grabber." And I sort like, of, <laughs> and I just, oh, and like that, you know. And um, but that's good for me to feel like that because I never felt like that around anybody, you know. I used to just think, "Even what is that about?" Yes, Mike. Uh, and I didn't feel like that on anybody. So that was the first me, you know, having that sponsor, you know, having that figure that I would follow guidance and direction from, you know. Because um, that was absent for me. I was an extreme example of self-will run riot. And if you're new, um, buy the copy of the basic text, you know, start to read the literature. Um, I mean, AA comes of age at the back of that there. that This is an amazing piece there, you know, and it's just so me. And it is so great to have that identification you know and that's still still there now you know and um i don't uh i can remember preaching to my um then partner a few years ago and we said look at this look at this look at this you know i don't do that now you know um i do to newcomers um but uh because it was just all in there it is all in there it's in the basic text You know, and uh, my sponsor got me doing service very early on, you know, suggested that I do service, you know. And if I am sounding anything like that, I went, oh, thank you. I didn't. I really didn't. You know, I still thought, oh, why should I do that? Why should I do that? Why should I do that? But I thought it, but I still did it. You know, I still did it. Um... You know, you've, you've heard me before say that, uh, that when I did tea service, I did tea service on a Tuesday, and um, I think now, what a, what, a, what a horrible person. You know what I mean? I did tea service, and um, I made someone a cup of tea, and he came up for another one, and I said, no, you've had one, you've not had another <laughs> But I thought, that's what you had to do, you had one. <laughs> but it's just been great fun, great fun, and like I said about the things that go on, um outside of the group you know that we do that we do um do get involved in that thank you get involved in that be um because if it was me if i didn't do that i know that i would be sitting at home thinking I wonder what they're doing I, or, well i should have been there really i know i should have been there and <coughs> And that is part of being part of it, you know, of being there, you know. When I've turned up to the things that go on outside the group, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, um, food. Uh, but when I've got involved in those things, and I was sort of apprehensive and that it's 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 enabled me to do what I do today, you know, and so much more. It's enabled me to have fun, you know, and, and just have so much fun, you know. The things that we've done, I mean, look, at they are... are um, history books, you know, of what we've done over the years, you know, and it, it, and just really fantastic memories and real life, you know, and real reality, you know, and that's something that just, just uh, didn't happen for me, just didn't happen for me. I thought about joining things, you know, I to sit in my bed, sit with a bottle of cider um, and plan and plan and nothing happened, you know, nothing happened, very little happened, so I went and got drunk, you know. I used to have to think, well, I'll end on this, I used to think before I went out, um, get drunk, and, uh, I'd think, right, Andy, you're looking good. You're gonna go out tonight. You're gonna have a few drinks. You're gonna have a bit of sex. And you're, and you, and you're gonna, you're gonna have a lovely time. And, um, and I got brought home by the police, and that was it, so nothing happened. I will leave it there. Thank you very much.